Welcome to the Wealthy After Divorce podcast. Jackie Ressler, a divorce financial planner with almost 25 years experience, and myself, Melissa Fradenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. We are both certified divorce financial analysts and your co-hosts. If you're thinking about divorce or in the process of divorce, this is a time for you to take a deep breath and give yourself permission to gain clarity on the financial decision you're facing. While the term wealth typically refers to money and possessions, we know that truly being wealthy means a whole lot more. Together with our guests on this podcast, we will help you live wealthy after divorce. Welcome back. What a useful episode I get to add today to our Wealthy for Divorce podcast library. Today, we're going to the source to look for answers. We have as our guest, Vonda Van Til, who is a public affairs specialist for the Social Security Administration servicing Michigan. And for anyone who has been divorced, is going through divorce, is advising people that are going through divorce, this is an episode that you don't want to miss. Vanda is going to share with us all of the ins and outs that you need to know for Social Security and divorce. Divorce and Social Security is complicated. And many clients are confused. Many financial advisors are confused about what people are entitled to and when. Um, so let's start with the basics. What what are the requirements for a former spouse to collect Social Security retire, retirement benefits on their former spouse? Sure. So we have retirement benefits, which are for an individual that has worked and paid into the system and they become what's called insured after working and paying in. So that's retirement on your own social security number. And then we also have spouses and divorce spouses benefits payable on that worker's record. So let me just explain the spousal divorce spousal before we get into the technical requirements. Your own full benefit, your own full retirement benefit has to be less than half of your spouse's or your ex-spouses. See, you have to file on your own record if you have 40 credits before Social Security will look into spouses and divorce spouses benefits second. So if you have 40 credits, you are required to file for your own retirement benefit first. And then your own full amount has to be less than half of your spouse or ex-spouse's full amount in order for you to qualify on their record. So again, your own has to be less than half. The spousal and the divorce spousal benefit is for the individual that you know stayed home, took care of the kids, didn't work a whole lot outside the home. Maybe they don't even have 40 credits. That's the intention of the benefit. Okay. To qualify for divorce spousal benefits, you do have to be married for at least 10 years prior to that divorce taking place. So you have to be 62 or older, just like the retirees have to be 62 or older. You have to have that 10-year duration of marriage requirement, and you can't be remarried to someone else and still file on your ex-spouse's record. Okay. And my understanding was that you could, let's say that you had three marriages that were each 10 years, that you could that you could see which one was the highest, and you could use each of those former spouses to to submit to social security. Is that right? Yeah. So if I had three previous marriages that lasted over 10 years, 
I have ten three years each, right? right. Over 10 years each. I have three options now. Um, and you can file on the higher of the three. Um, if they're all living, you're just going to file on the one that has the highest benefit. If one of them is deceased, which we haven't talked about yet, yes. you're going to file on the record of the deceased person because it's typically almost always higher. So you can't collect off all three, but you can file on the higher of the three. I know that there is um, there is a, an exception as well, that if the if the, the former spouse isn't currently collecting, there are some limits on how long you have to wait. Can you explain yeah. that? Mm-hmm. So for spousal benefits, um, if you're married, you can't get anything on your spouse's record until your spouse is also collecting. If you're divorced, it's the same thing. You can't get anything on your ex-spouse's record until they're collecting. With the exception, if your divorce took place at least two years ago. So if you've been divorced for at least two years, your ex does have to be 62 or older, but does not have to be collecting in order for you to be able to collect on their record. And how old do you have to be? 62. Okay. So I think it, that that has come up in quite a few of my cases because people, the higher wage earner often wants to wait to delay their benefit until they get a higher benefit, whereas mm-hmm. the lower wage earner needs to access that money as soon as possible. And so that's sort of an, an unpleasant surprise that they have to wait two years. So that's yeah. important to know. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And it's also important to know, oh my gosh. I don't have to wait for my ex to file before I can file. You know, if they've been divorced quite a while ago, it's like, no, you don't. You know, are you thinking about collecting? You just have to know enough to to file. Right. And that's where we, I mean, so when we're working with clients post-divorce as their financial advisor, that's something that we track. But when clients are on their own, it's something... I always give clients a list of things to go through their judgment at the end of the divorce with a list of things that's usually pretty long that they have to follow up on. But this would be an important one to keep track of when they're when the two years is up or um when they're stopped, when they're eligible to start taking that benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Even um, you know, all the funeral homes in Michigan notify us of all deaths. Okay. And then we know we have to look for potential beneficiaries. We know about a current spouse, but not ex-spouses. Wow, so I we, did not we know don't that know about the ex-spouses that they contact you. That's that's actually great. But yeah, yeah it, it it alleviates overpayments happening on the record because we want to terminate the benefits as soon as possible. But that's brought been brought up several times. Is how do I know if my ex passed away? Right, and I'm like, well, we don't contact you, unfortunately. Right. We don't know about you. So that's another important point. So again, to make sure that they keep track of of letting you know and not wait for the call. Yeah, exactly. Is there a limit to how many former spouses can collect on one person's benefit? <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> no, there's not. And the and the thing is, you know, let's say someone has three ex-spouses and all three are collecting on their record, none of them are affecting each other. Nor are they affecting the actual, you know, worker. Um, Nobody's reducing anyone else's benefits. Right. That's good to know. I think that there is a concern on the higher wage earner that their benefit, it's going to come out of their pocket, but actually it comes out of social security's pocket. Well, and oftentimes they're also concerned if they're currently remarried to someone else. They think that their current spouse is going to be affected because the ex-spouse is coming on board. 
Okay. And it's, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't affect them at all. Okay. And what about remarriage? And you get remarried, it's going to terminate your divorce spouse's benefits. Okay. If the ex-spouse is deceased, you can remarry after the age of 60 and continue to collect a surviving divorced widow or widower's benefit. Okay. So you that's a perfect segue into mm-hmm. the next topic that I wanted to ask you about, which is how does it work for survivor benefits? I, I don't think people always realize that survivor benefits are a different entity almost than the retiree or the divorced spouse retirement benefits. Oh, you're absolutely right. They get it confused with the spouse, divorce spousal benefit that we just talked about. Um, Survivor benefits are completely different. So spouse, divorce spouse, those benefits are when your spouse or ex-spouse is living and the most you can get is half of their benefits. Um, The surviving divorced widow and widower's benefit is when your ex is deceased. And then the most you can get on their record is 100%. Um, so the base is 50% when they're alive, hundred percent when they're deceased, everything else is the same. You had to have been married to them for at least 10 years prior to the divorce. You can't be remarried unless the remarriage occurred after age 60. And you're only going to file on their record. If you can get more money, you know, if your own retirement is more than what you can get on their deceased record, you wouldn't file on their record, obviously. Right. And Oh, you have to be 60 or older. So for spouse, divorce spouse, you have to be 62 or older. And then for the survivors, it's 60 and older. Wow. This is a lot to remember, (laughs) (laughs) especially for someone who's just got divorced to keep all of that track. I know it is. So just remember when the ex is alive, it's half. When they're deceased, it's a hundred. Yeah. When the worker um, is deceased, you can get up to a hundred percent of their benefit. I don't think very many people realize that either. Not that we want there to be an incentive for right. their former spouse to be deceased. That's never right. a good thing. But that's a that can be a, a, a very big difference in someone who's on a fixed income. Of course. Oh, yeah. Survivor benefits are almost always higher than a spouse divorce spousal benefit for sure. Right. Um, and again, this, the same rules apply with how many spouses can collect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't matter how many, if they qualify, they qualify. And it's the same qualification, right? The same 10 year. Yep. You know, I have had clients in the past that, um, that weren't working with me during the divorce that were married for nine months, nine years and 11 months. And if only they had known that they could have another income source coming in, if they just waited one more month for the divorce. And I think that that's true. Can you repeat what you said about remarriage and survivor benefits? Yes. So if your the worker, your ex, is deceased, you can file on their record as early as age 60. And you can also remarry after age 60. And you can continue to collect that surviving divorce benefit on the deceased worker's record. Okay. That's good to know too. And again, can you imagine if that was the case for you when you got married, like right before you turn 60. Oh yeah. What is the reason for that? Um, Well, so survivors can remarry after age 60 and collect on their deceased spouse. So they just made the same rules for the ex spouse benefits. I see. Um, Okay. And you know, where did that age come from? Is that? Oh, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where half of this stuff comes from. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that makes me feel better that I don't that I don't know. Um, and it is how often do these kinds of rules change? Have they ever changed these particular rules? I mean, I've been with the agency for 31 years and okay. it's always been the same. So, you know, minor changes, the increase in the full retirement age. Right. That happened in 1983, but it didn't affect anyone until the year 2000. So, you know, obviously that's in my time frame working at Social Security. And that just gradually went from age 65 to age 67. Now, one thing that's really interesting about the full retirement age is it's different for survivor full retirement age than it is for retirement full retirement age. And that you talk about confusing, that gets very confusing. And a lot of people are not aware of that difference. The reason it's important to know is because a lot of people are eligible for two benefits from Social Security when they retire, if you will. They're eligible for Social Security retirement because they've worked and paid in enough, but they're also eligible for survivor benefits because their spouse passed away or their ex-spouse passed away. So when they retire from their job, they're like, now what do I do? I can get retirement from Social Security or I can get surviving divorced widows benefits from Social Security. What one do I do? And what they can do is file for one and switch to the other later. It's a strategy that they can take advantage of. So, you know, let's say they're 62 and they finally retire. They could file for reduced retirement benefits at 62 and switched over to an unreduced survivor benefit at their survivor full retirement age. And that's why it's important to know what their survivor full retirement age is. And it's not always the same as their retirement full okay. retirement age. You can wow. file for one and switch to the other later. Wow, that is amazing information to know. That <laughs> <laughs> Now, but when, you, when somebody goes, let's say that they're ready to start putting an application and they don't know what's the best way to, to go. Do you recommend that people come into the office locally or that they do it online? Well, if if there's if they're unsure of what to do, like the retirement of the survivors, they should call and make an appointment. Okay. And you know, a phone appointment is fine. We don't do very many in-persons. Um, but I I would recommend making an appointment and they're they're gonna they're gonna make them make an appointment to file for benefits because you can't make an appointment to ask questions. Okay. Yeah. So well, you always want to make an appointment to say, hey, I want to file for retirement. During the appointment, they could totally change their mind and say, no, I don't want to do retirement now. Now I want to do survivor benefits because you just told me the numbers. Right. Okay. And so, but they would be counseled on that if they call and talk to someone. Else. Yes. So they have to figure it out themselves. Okay. One last question that I'm going to ask you. So when we were talking earlier, you mentioned that um, people are confused about who regulates Social Security and whether or not they can waive their Social Security benefits legally in the divorce decree. Right. Yes, we do see that quite often where somebody will say to me, you know, unfortunately, I can't get you know, survivor benefits on my ex or spousal benefits on my ex because it's in the divorce that I'm not permitted to file for that. And it's just important for people to know that Social Security is a federal program. And so whatever is written in the divorce decree cannot override federal law. So always, you know, call Social Security, find out what you could be eligible for, and they'll guide you through that process. 
That's very good advice. Um, any last words of wisdom that that I for things that I didn't ask you about? I mean, there's a whole lot more you could talk about, but I recommend that individuals, you know, go to our website, which is a really good federal website. It's ssa.gov. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, under spouses, we have a divorce spousal link. And under survivors, we have a divorced link. So lots of details there on the available benefits for individuals. And I would just recommend to everybody to create a My Social Security account at ssa.gov as well, because that's your end to um, conducting business with Social Security in the future. So thank you so much for for being here. I I learned some things that I was not aware of. Um, again, if I want to repeat that website, that ssa.gov, G-O-V, if uh, people have questions. I've been there. It is very user-friendly. It is and very user-friendly. The more user-friendly of the government websites that I've seen as compared to, let's say, the IRS website, <laughs> which is not... We shall not speak of other agencies. Right, right. <laughs> Well, you have, everyone listening, have a great day. And Vonda, thank you again. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy After Divorce podcast. You can find more information on Melissa Fradenberg and Jackie Ressler on our website, www.pearlplan.com as well as on our podcast website, www.wealthyafterdivorce.com.